Megillah, Per Gimel, Mishnah Gimel, 3-3. The Mishnah starts out, V'od Am Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said another thing. This other thing is another Chumrah of Rabbi Yehuda. You recall from the previous Mishnah, he said one Chumrah, which was that although you're allowed to sell a base Knesset for any subsequent use that people are going to use it for, uh, but it's forbidden to stipulate that. And you should just sell it generically as a Chatzar. Another Chumrah, he said, is that if you're not selling a base Knesset, but rather... If you have a shul that fell apart, you know, I don't know, an earthquake happened and, it, and now it's fallen to disrepair, but it wasn't sold. So then, unlike the case of a sale where Rabbi Yudah holds like the Chamim, the Kedusha is Paka, that the Kedusha, you know, leaves it. In the case of a, a basic Knesset Shecharov, a shul that simply, you know, um, became a ruin, so the Kedusha remains. And that being the case, one has to accord the proper respect. And therefore, the Mishma lists five different things that Rabbi Yehuda says one may not do in such a base Knesset because its Kedusha still remains. And therefore, because of that sanctity, one has to respect the base, Minish, base Knesset excuse me, accordingly. The truth is, this list of five things are things which um, one would typically use a emptied out base Knesset for simply because in the time of the Mishnah, large buildings that are protected um, from the elements were kind of potentially hard to come by, right? So the houses were small. People lived in like hovels and caves and small little homes. Um, and a large, like effectively community center or other, you know, hall um, was rare and therefore it would provide a great, you know, facility to, if you needed to open a, a big space with an open area, um, you know, with walls around it. Um, but nevertheless, while those are, that's the typical reason why someone would want to make use of this ruin, anything that you basically couldn't do in a, in a regular shul, you can't do here either because um, the Kedusha still remains. So all non-Kodesh activities are forbidden, and these are just examples. So here we have examples. Ein maspidin besocho. You can't use it as a like a venue for doing, reciting, saying eulogies for someone who passed away. This means for like private eulogies. If you're talking about a public eulogy, like for example, if someone like a, the Tamachacham of the town or the Rav of the town died, in which case one certainly could use the base Knesset, public base Knesset for that. You can use, certainly, since everyone's supposed to be there and it's like Dover Shibu Kedush, it's like a holy thing that they're doing, you could do that in the ruin as well. But for a private use, just as you can't use base Knesset for private use uh, for Espedim, you can't in the ruined shul either. Also, you can't use the facility as a place to, to weave ropes. If you're making, like, say, big ropes to tie it on ships, let's say, you need a long, it's a long rope, you need a long open area, and a ruin of a shul would be a great place for that but uh, we're saying no because that's not appropriate like you can do it in a shul you can't do it in a ruined shul Vein porosin lesocho mitsudos you can't spread traps to catch birds and wild animals in the time of the Mishnah um, the majority of shuls actually were out like in the fields um, so people could have access because they were rural people and they'd come you know work in the fields and come in to pray so because of that they're sort of out there in the fields and now in the, in the open so animals will come in there, but you can't spread traps. Again, it's considered to be a disgrace to the shul, which pertains to Kedusha. Also, ve'en shotchen al gago peros, you can't spread out fruit, you know, like raisins, excuse me, grapes to make raisins, you know, or whatever, plums to dry out to become uh, prunes, etc., because again, that's considered to be disrespectful. And finally, ve'en osa, also kapandaria, you can't use it as a shortcut. So if you had to get from point A to point B, and you could make a shorter trip by going through the ruin, you can't do that. Just you can't go through a shul to make it as a shortcut. Um, but again, everything else applies as well. Other things you can't do. These are just typical examples. Shene'emar, how does Rabbi Huda see that the 
ruined shul still retains its kedusha because the pasuk in Bchukosai says Vashimosi es mikdashechem. I will lay desolate your holy places, and by the fact that it is written that even after they've been laid waste, the drush is still that they are considered to be holy places, tells the Kedusha remains even after it's laid waste. So therefore, Kedushasan, Afkeshen Shomen, they they remain in a state of sanctity, even though they now are um, laying in waste and destroyed. Now, final point, Aluvo Asavim, if grass, like weeds, grow inside the shul that's in ruins now, Lo Yislosh, you can't you shouldn't, you may not um, pluck, you know, the weeds out. Because by seeing the weeds there, people are, have agmas nefesh, they are saddened, and um, their heart falls at the fact that it was once a great shul now lies in ruins, and it will prompt them to rebuild it, which is what we want. And that being the case, um, it's forbidden to, to remove the weeds. There are those who learn that because of the covenant of base Knesset, you would actually have to remove the weeds, but when I say remove, I mean detach them from the ground. But at all events, you'd have to pile them up there. You couldn't use the weeds um, to, like, you know, feed your animals or something because you want the weeds there to remind people this once was a shul and now it's laying in ruin. So that's the, that's, that's the din. However, Shochanach Paskin, the mission fleshes this out a little bit, that if you have a scenario where, let's say, there was an earthquake and the shul fell down and they built a brand new shul and now the old shul is lying in ruins but there's a brand new shul and and the community is not holding by ever building that shul again like why would they they have a new shul which is nicer and better why would they build the old shul so then it becomes permitted to remove the weeds because agmasaf is no longer necessary we don't appeal to be sad over the broken shul when there's no need for them to build a new one they have the old one um, and that being the case it could well be that there's a, you're, it's proper to remove the weeds out of respect for the shul, and um, it'd also be proper then to put some kind of like like a like a, a fence around that's peeled, you know, don't treat it with disrespect, um, but mark it off. But the weeding itself would not be a problem per se.